Greetings, most excellent Theophilus. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am back from 1863. And I've come to the conclusion that in the near future, I need to just take a complete vacation from everything Theophilus. Um, I'm even... When I do do it, I'm even going to have a hiatus for Theophilus for that week, I think. Um, I just I just need a break. <laughs> um, I need to take time off work. I not to go like camping because camping you have to set up stuff. Just I just want to go somewhere. It's just away <laughs> and just rest. Um, yeah. Um, or who knows, maybe I'll just flat desire to, uh, decide to quit my job. <laughs> and, uh, then I'll have time anyways. Um, because really the more I give myself parts of rest and vacation, the more I realize... Um, I just need it, that I'm under a lot, a lot of stress. But it can be fun having a very full schedule, and uh, basically never having time with your own thoughts if your thoughts are dark, but at the same time, um, it's just kind of a part of mental health is you need actual time to breathe and to recuperate. Um, three days doesn't really feel like long enough to recuperate the physical uh, stress I undergo uh, day, uh, week in and week out. Like, I'm convinced I am factually going to need a cane sooner in life than I would have if I did not start working. Also, if I wasn't working, I might not have been exposed to the plague. And I've, I've been talking about this for a while now on the show. Um, I need to shift what I'm doing so that I can actually get sleep at night, um, so that I actually have time to myself to do what I want to do, um, and for that I'm asking for support. Uh, you support, you know, other content creators, uh, ask for support. I'm a content creator, basically, so, um, I have a merch store. That I really make next to nothing off of. Um, I have a cash app, Stephen the Bard. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Maybe I'll start getting into doing commission art. I don't know. Um, it'd be easier to know if I had time to actually like hone, uh, hone something um, other than gluing a door jam half asleep. But that aside, I actually have a topic for today. So it's come up several times in doing apologetics recently of the topic of young earth creationism. Young earth creationism is effectively a secondary issue. At the same time, I find it to be excruciatingly clear uh, that the opening book of Genesis is being extremely literal in how it reads. So young earth creationism is basically that the earth was created 
in six days, uh, with with the rest of the genealogies calculated, uh, as the Bible records the generations about six hundred, about six thousand years ago, give or take. Now this is not a topic I am excruciatingly versed in, um, but um, as I've looked into it, I find reasons to agree with it. Such as one, I, I brought this up a lot back in the days when I did uh, early on in my apologetics career. This came up with this came up with atheists. Um, so for carbon dating, how reliable is carbon dating? Ah. So C14, carbon-14, has a half-life of about 5,730 years. Um, and doubling that, there's even going to be a minuscule uh, trace. So, 11,460. Meanwhile, a diamond takes 1 to 3.3 billion years to form. So what do those two numbers have to do with each other? Um, you can detect carbon-14 in the center of a diamond. So one of the two numbers I cannot see being correct. Either it takes carbon-14 longer to decay, so that it can be in a billion-year-old diamond, or a diamond uh, simply can't be taking that long to form. Either way, there, there's something off with those methods of me that measure method of measurement. And it, it's well known that carbon dating has its points of inaccuracy after a certain point. Um, for other elements of things, such as um, dinosaurs, um, are put about a few million years before humanity came about. So, while creatures were created before man in the Bible, um, the language of Genesis seems still very literal. That is, one day there's animals, the next God creates... Um, oh. Sorry, no, never mind. They're made the same day. Um, and also we see in, um, like, cave paintings, um, creatures that resemble dinosaurs sometimes. Um, the book of Job speaks of behemoth and leviathan. Um, the description of behemoth could fit a, oh, what's the name of the dinosaur, a brachiosaur? Uh, well, the source I looked to to help figure out, uh, this... This one site questions if it's a sauropod. Um, anyways. Uh, <clears throat> you can look at the description in Job 40. Uh, where it is. And it's quite interesting, actually. But these all go to suggest that humanity and dinosaurs coincided. And this is basically spiral out into a lot of other things. Um, but also just in the aging of dinosaurs. Uh, we have found... <laughs> Uh, bones, dinosaur bones with um, organic material still a part of it 
in a tangible, meaningful way. Um, it's been a hot minute since I looked into that. Uh, which shouldn't be present after millions and millions and millions of years. Um, so yeah, there was four minutes of interesting facts on the topic that uh, I guess serve as a primer. Um, you can look at the YouTube channel is Genesis History um, to see some of their preponderances on things like um, looking at other um, the other sapiens um, and a professor putting forth the theory that perhaps uh, these are effectively humans just with enough uh, variance in their makeup uh, such as in the same way that um, dogs can be in many different breeds. Um, um, yeah, beyond that, I honestly can't think of how to expand upon that. Um, so that leads us to our questions and answers segment from the Discord. Louie asks, What if Allah does mean God in the Arabic language? Because we know that there are Christian Arabs in the Middle East who would use the word Allah meaning God, or is there another word for God in Arabic? I hear some people say it's Elah, Elaha, I think. Um, the proper name uh, for God in Arab, for the, the proper term, because it's a term, not a name. Um, the, the, word, the Arabic word for God is Elah. Um, I think there's good reason to believe that Allah came from Al-Ilah getting shortened over time. Al-Ilah, Al-Ilah, And that becoming just the understood uh, title used um, specifically for the God of Islam. Um, the thing is, the God of Islam is not uh, Yahweh. It's not, it does not line up. The actions, the kind of character of his prophet, um, it, it, it's so far from it um, that as an English speaker who's studied Islam, I could not call Yahweh Allah. Um, um, if he were being referred to as the God, that would be Al Illa. Um, I L A H, Illa. Um, but I understand that there are Arabic Christians who call God Allah. Um, and that's okay. We had a discussion the other week about God isn't actually that picky about what you call him as long as you're genuinely trying to call upon the Lord. Um, so, <laughs> there's that. Ooh, okay. I'm going to make this interesting from TikTok. Um, user 506091222 has tagged me and Kyle St. Andrews, as he has many times before, in a video pertaining to Islam, let us take a listen um, and respond.
So I can turn my volume up. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I want to talk about Queen Elizabeth really quickly. What is this? Talking about Queen Elizabeth's death? As you all may know by now that she passed away today. I've been seeing a lot of people making jokes about her death. And although she isn't Muslim, so us Muslims cannot make dua for her. It is out of the character of us Muslims and out of the manners of us Muslims to make fun of her death. We have so many Muslims nowadays that have non-Muslim family members. And to know that your family member that isn't a Muslim may die in a non-Muslim, that's nothing to joke about. We have some Muslims' mothers and fathers that are non-Muslims. Rather, instead of making fun of her, you should be thanking Allah that your mother and your father or your family members are Muslims and that they may die a Muslim. There's a story of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu, and I'm paraphrasing the story. I'm going to try to make it as quick as I could. But he came upon some monks while traveling, and he saw that these monks deserted themselves from the world. They're away from this world. They, all they did was fast every single day. They lived in little huts. They did nothing but fast and worship their false god. And Umar bin Khattab looked at this, and he started to cry. He started crying. And the people that were with him and the monks asked him, why are you crying, Ya Umar? And he said, because you guys are good people and you're doing all of this. And I know where you guys are going at the, at the end. I know where you guys are going at the end. These monks, some of these monks are worshiping better than Muslims to their false god. Doing nothing but worshiping, deserted themselves from the worldly life. But for what? And that's why Amr bin Khattab was crying. And the ayah from Surah Ghashiyah came up, Aminatun Nasiba, which means they're working hard in this worldly life, worshiping other than Allah. Then the next ayah is Tasla Narun Hamiyah. They will enter the hot blazing fire. And this is what made Amr bin Khattab cry. So instead of making fun of a non Muslim's death, we should thank Allah that we're Muslim and ask. Not really sure. What the point was of tagging us in that. Um, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing is that they themselves, being Muslim, are worshipping the false uh, deity, as we just previously talked about, fittingly. Um, according to the actual God um, who revealed the Torah and the Injil that the Quran pays lip service to the existence of. Um, said that no one is good, no, not one. Um, that everything that that um, everything that does not come from faith is sinful, is not uh, honoring to God. Um, so you can think you're a good person, but if you don't have faith, um, there's really no value spiritually to what you're doing. Um, um, diary underscore of underscore Jane asks, do you think Thomas was really a doubter or was he devoted and didn't want to be misled? Jesus says in John 20 verse 27, then he, meaning Jesus said to Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach your hand and put it and reach here your hand and put it into my side. 
and do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered, the Lord of me, or, and Thomas said to him, so said to Jesus, my Lord and my God, the Lord of me and the God of me. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who have not, who did not see and yet believed. So, yeah, Jesus said that he was unbelieving um, and told him to be believing. Um, so, I think from the Lord's mouth, uh, Thomas genuinely disbelieved. Alright, thanks as always for the questions, but we've reached the part of the show, short as this episode is, where I grab my NIV, and we turn to Matthew 3, chap uh, chapter 3, verses 3, uh, sorry, chapter 5, verses 3 through 12, and read, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs will be the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you on account of Christ. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Go in the peace and love of our Lord and Savior.